Welcome to For the Long Run, the podcast exploring the why behind what keeps runners running long, strong, and motivated. I'm your host, Jonathan Levitt. Through personal and professional connections in the running world, I have the privilege of getting to know some amazing athletes. I've always been fascinated by the psychological aspect of running, and this podcast is aimed at exploring this and much more. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back. I have Nia Akins joining me on the podcast today. Nia, thanks so much for taking some time to chat. No, thanks for having me. For sure. So the first question has sort of become a bit of a... Um, a standard here. Uh, and the question is, who is Nia? Who is Nia? Um, well, um, I am a recent grad from the University of Pennsylvania. Um, I studied nursing and nutrition. And now I am just a professional runner at the moment. Um, and loving it so far. I'm, I run professionally for Brooks Beast Track Club based in Seattle, Washington. Um, it's been a big change, but adapting slowly. That's awesome. Um, so given that this is a running podcast, um, I like to sort of set the stage around your the guest's entry into running. So uh, do you remember your first run? Oof. Um, I don't, but I imagine it was probably with my mom. Uh, my mom ran in college. She ran for the University of Missouri and was quite good. Um, she ran the 400 meters. Um, I don't even think I've, I don't even think I've beaten her in that, in that distance yet <laughs> time-wise. So I, I, man, I really have some work to do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she runs recreationally now. Um, and it was probably uh, race wise. I think I've done a, a couple, um, five Ks with my mom, probably in middle school. Yeah. And then at what point did you realize you were, um, you know, pretty good at it? Um, when I started to beat my mom in 5Ks um, uh, or when we would finish together and, and she'd say, you know, like you could, you know, you, you might have a future in this. And I honestly ignored her for multiple years um, and came back to it in high school. Um, I was really, I picked up running again to stay in shape for soccer, but I just enjoyed it so much more. Um, I love the team. I love the culture and kind of shifted over. Um during cross country actually in high school. And then as soon as I was introduced into track, I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do. So, yeah. What was it about track that you love so much? I think the shorter distances. <laughs> um, and I also really enjoyed being able to run a race and also enjoy watching other races, watching my friends compete, um, seeing different events. Um, I really enjoyed making a day out of it. Um, I love cross country and I love that we can all be together for a race, but it is kind of nice to like sit and relax and enjoy the sport as much as I'm competing too. So, yeah. Yeah. I think the, the camaraderie and, and, um, all that is uh, one of the things that people love so much. And it's, it's been hard this year where, um, much of that has been, uh, stripped away. It has definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so how has, so you, you mentioned you got back into running in high school and then you ran at Penn. What was the difference between um, high school and college for you? Hmm. Um, I think having transitioning from high school to college, I actually really enjoyed being able to structure my own time, um, like figuring out my class schedule and working around that. Um, 
showing up at practice and, and being present there. I don't know. I just really enjoyed the close proximity of everything. And, you know, when we went on team trips, it was more like they were bigger trips. We would leave the state and go somewhere or, um, and, you know, we would take a bus and, and I think I got to know the team a lot more and got a lot closer to the team in, in college than I did in high school because we just did more, we competed more and, and we were under more pressure than we were in high school. And that really does bring people together. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love that. I think, I think that the, um, that like we're in this together, we're, we're doing it. Um, mentality is sort of, uh, you know, it can, it can definitely bring people together, as you said. Um, so it's, it's now 2020 and you've joined the Brooks team out in Seattle. What was the, um, what was the trajectory like, or what was the experience like for you going at, going from being an NCAA athlete into, um, becoming a professional runner? Yeah, definitely a unique transition. Um, because it is 2020, it's still 2020, still, still going strong in 2020. Um, It's been a long year. (laughs) Um, yeah, so it was kind of, it was a huge leap of faith. Um, there was a lot of silence on the, on the pro signing front. And I think my agent and I kind of sat in that silence and, and we're kind of waiting to see, you know, what other people were doing. I have a great agent. Ray Flynn is amazing. He really helped me through the process as did my college coach. So I think I was really lucky on that front, having a lot of people um, to help navigate through that time um, and signed my contract, moved to Seattle, jumped right into training. Um, and because it is 2020, um, and there was nothing happening with racing, we kind of decided that, you know, we were going to shorten the transition time. It's usually a little bit more of a gradual progression into the pro training. It was, as soon as I got there, it was like, we were just experimenting with things, trying new things, um, really getting me into the program, honestly, as quickly as possible. And I really enjoyed that. I think the team is fantastic. They really helped me along the way. There were a couple races. There were definitely a couple hiccups, but, um, I definitely took advantage of the fact that it is 2020, you know, if there's ever a time to experiment, to push my limits, figure out, you know, what changes I can make with training, what things should definitely be the same. Now's the time. So I definitely got lucky there. What are some of those changes that you, uh, experimented with? Besides yeah, so, moving, moving um, cross country and working with a new group. Yeah. So I've never, I actually ran cross country all four years in college. Um, and I like didn't really do too much focused, um, middle distance work, um, in the fall, not like what I'm doing now. It's, it's still not a lot, but, um, I, it's kind of, it's very different, <laughs> not working so much on, um, it's not like every workout is endurance every single week, but that said, we've definitely pushed the boundaries on what I thought was possible for me mileage wise. I'm a little bit higher now, um, cross training more, just, just putting more work in honestly, because I have the time now. Um, and yeah, I think my coach really loves trying different types of workouts on the track too. So, um, Early on, I don't remember the exact names, but we just did a ton of just different stuff like every single week. And it was kind of cool to see it all kind of string together to this really cohesive, beautiful like, training block um, that I was able to get back into shape for a couple of races there. So it was nice. 
Yeah, it's been so interesting to see how people have approached 2020. Some are just, you know, moving, scaling back and, and you know, just doing the fundamentals. And others are sort of foraging forward and testing limits and testing boundaries and maybe taking risks that you might not take when there are a lot of races. Yeah. Um, I know personally I've I've been basically going consistent for nine months and I'm fitter than I've ever been before. And it's Ooh. just like a yeah, it's like a nice um it's a nice reminder that like there is no shortcut to getting fast and strong and fit. It's just mile after mile after mile. I was talking with um Neely Spence Gracie about this and I think she's thirty. And she's like, the last time that I had a break or I, I had a base period like this was high school. And yeah. so wow. it's, it's super cool what, you know, so, so that's what, 12 years later, um, at least. So it, it's cool. Like what can happen when you just string mile after mile after mile together? It really is. It really is. This is definitely like when, uh, when, will we get another opportunity like this? Um, so right. might as well just make the most of it. Have you struggled with uh, motivation at all? Yeah. I mean, I've gotten really into running more miles, but I've also gotten really into eating pizza and like <laughs> <laughs> it's kind it's of a, letting go <laughs> in some it's aspects. It's a pretty positive uh, association there. I think it's, I think it's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. You know, I think I think I was missing out on a lot of things. You know, I read this article about how Shelby Houlihan was like, you know what? My first instinct was to go for the candy. And I was like, man, I feel you. Like that's, yeah. that was my first instinct too. And I think um, it'll take me a little bit longer to kind of transition into, you know, getting back into the swing of things entirely. But um, it has been really nice to, to really relax. And I think it's important from a, from a psychological standpoint too, like you can't be on all the time. And especially at a time like this, just like give yourself the break um, and figure out how to do it in a smart way. Um, so yeah, I've definitely had some, some fun outings for ice cream and not really outings, more so ordering food in <laughs> <laughs> and pizza with the, with some of the girls on the team. So that's been fun. Do you think those are things that you'll, um, in, intentionally try to continue with like not saying eating pizza and ice cream all the time but outings involving um you know giving yourself the liberty to eat or do whatever you want yeah i think i've always kind of i think that's always been something that i've done um but it was more so like after a race that was great okay let's go get ice cream well there's no racing <laughs> there's just really hard workouts all the time so i think I kind of have to remind myself like, okay, I did reward myself once I did well in, in a race, but we're not doing that right now. So how else can I reward myself or like at what, what checkpoints do I want to hit? And then, you know, I go do this or, you know, I reward myself in this way in order to, to stay motivated and keep going. Um, cause I think giving yourself a break and acknowledging what you've done is a huge part of being able to continue to do what you want to do. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I find the the um, sustainability aspect interesting. Um, so what I do professionally or for work is um, personalized guidance on nutrition. So looking at blood work to understand what does somebody need. So you would think that someone like that is like, oh, yeah, you got to eat perfectly all the time. That was my take initially. 
but as as the years have gone on, I've gotten like much looser with um I don't want to say restriction, but um like allowing myself to eat whatever I want, pizza and ice cream and cake and all yeah. this stuff. <laughs> and I I've found that like as I as I do that, just things get better. Um from a yeah. from a a mental standpoint, but also like I said, physically, I'm fit and I'm fitter now than I was when I was, um, and it's like a, it's a touchy subject. I don't want to say I was restricting, but I wasn't not restricting. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. That's, it's very interesting to see how that all comes together. And what you study is actually very interesting. The whole blood work thing is very new, uh, for me in college. I dabbled in it in a, a little bit, but, um, Definitely pro runners are way more into the blood work and, and figuring out what you need. So yeah, that's awesome. So um, you have a, a BS in nutrition um, from Penn. Do you yeah. use what you learned? Um, do you use what you learned or how do you use what, what you learned there? Interestingly, I, I think it really helps with the basics. Um, I learned clinical nutrition as it relates to nursing, as it relates to disease states, um, more so than, you know, and and, uh, traditional nutrition that's for a normal person, honestly, professional athlete, you're not a normal person. Your micronutrient turnover is insane. Um, pro you need way more protein, even, you know, what I learned in nutrition, the, the protein needs for athletes, like what I'm learning, what that, what, what I'm learning now, like what I need, it's way more than even that. Um, so I definitely had to kind of not necessarily throw away everything that I learned, but recognize that I'm very different. Um, my needs are very different and also everybody's needs are very unique. Um, that's another thing too, I think just for the sake of time and, um, just a very easy way to teach nutrition. Um, cause it was within the nursing school was to kind of teach it by disease. So for cancer, this is the nutrition for diabetes. This is the nutrition. And it was kind of like treated as a collective group. Um, I didn't have so much clinical work as to see how that differs patient to patient. So I think now kind of individualizing nutrition is very new to me. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been cool. It's been exciting. Cool. Um, what, what was your initial interest in that, uh, field of study? Yeah, I honestly took a couple, like one nutrition class earlier in in nursing. It was required and I just really enjoyed it and I wanted to learn so much more about it. And we have a lot of brilliant nutrition professors at, at Penn and it aligns very well with the nursing degree. So, you know, it was something that I was just interested in, nothing that I really wanted to pursue professionally. Um, and it's a great adjunct to to nursing and I found in, in clinicals, it, it, I was able to help my patients more, um, and kind of understand their labs more as well. So, um, yeah, it, it's just something that, that I was just really interested in that just worked out really well for what I was doing with in nursing and also running too. So worked out great. <laughs> cool. Where did the, where did the interest in nursing come from? Um, I get asked that question a lot and I honestly don't really know. I just always <laughs> interested in science and in medicine. It was something that to be quite honest, didn't come natural to me. I had to work really hard to start to understand it, um, in middle school and high school, but I really enjoyed doing it. Um, 
And I just really like helping people. So I think just nursing just seemed like a natural and I like to stay busy too. Um, I really enjoyed the fact that, you know, as a freshman or a sophomore, I could already be in the hospital going through clinicals. Um, I think that's something that's pretty unique to nursing education is you kind of jump right in at first. And and that's, I kind of have that personality. So um, it it was a great way to start medicine for me. So, yeah. Cool. And it, it uh, sort of parallels the, um, the pro experience as well. You've jumped right in to um, training as a professional athlete at potentially the most interesting time to be a professional athlete. Yeah. Um, I don't know if interesting is, is the right word, but um, tumultuous or, or um, maybe interesting. So what, what was your expectation when you, um, when you turned pro or, or did you have, did you have any expectations? Yeah, I had a dream that, you know, you know, we hopefully we win in CAA um, 800. We move on to the Olympic trials. Hopefully we we clinch that last spot. Um, If not, just place really high sign there um, and then move move forward. Um, And that just did not happen at all. (laughs) But Um, I visited Brooks in the winter before, um, before the spring of 2020. Um, so like 2019, December, so last year, this time, honestly, exactly this time. Um, and I absolutely loved it here. So Brooks was already on my radar, um, for a while. And I just really enjoyed just the, the presence that the team had. Um, I remember like, being so concerned that as a professional athlete that it wouldn't running wouldn't feel the same. I wouldn't feel like I'm on a team anymore. Cause that's just what you associate college with. Um, and I honestly worried that because it'd be a profession that I wouldn't be happy doing it anymore. I'd be stressed about it. And when I was on my visit here, I remember thinking everybody here is just so happy and I want to be that happy. Like that's my goal for the, whatever's next. I just want to be this happy. And that was a huge reason why I decided to to come here. So, yeah. I think it's, uh, it, it must be in the contract because it's uh, run, run happy is the, is the motto, yeah, right? That's true. That's true. I didn't even plan that. Yeah. <laughs> I, they just must, they must've just picked the happiest people for, uh, you know, they just embody it so well. They, they really do. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, what has, what, b- besides happy, what has the, what has the team meant to you so far? Um, so far, I mean, this is obviously like what I experienced was different from, you know, graduating kind of online, doing everything online or whatever, but it's new to everybody, no matter who you are, this, you're affected by this. Um, and I think coming here, you know, we have weekly meetings and you could just sense that, you know, everybody's kind of just working through it and trying to be as positive as they can from the beginning. Um, and that's something that I really needed to be a part of. And I think it honestly saved me from going into this hole where like, you know, I don't want to train, I don't want to do anything because, you know, there's nothing going on. You know, I could have quickly lost motivation, um, in the situation that I was in any of us could have, but I think we kind of like leaned on each other. Um, and you know, I don't know, working together has been really fun. 
everybody has a very unique story as to how we got to this point, but you know, we're all in it together now. So, um, yeah, it's been nice to, to still have that sense of team, um, and to get to know the team extremely well. We're basically quarantined together. So I, I feel like <laughs> I've been on the team forever. <laughs> it's only been like six months. <laughs> got it. Cool. Um, so I had the chance to chat with a couple of the newest members of the Northern Arizona elite team. And the questions that I asked them um, seemed to resonate with the audience. They were curious to hear more about um, what you hope to bring to the team and what, uh, yeah, we'll start there. What, so what, what do you hope to bring to the team? Yeah, um, I've actually got asked that question a couple times since I've been here. I guess I just hope to bring kind of a fresh perspective. I think that kind of, I think my answer would have been different before 2020, but I think kind of being, you know, a 2020 grad, um, it just kind of, it just kind of hits different when you're a senior, whether it's high school or college and just kind of having pretty much everything you, you work towards in the past four years outside of running, just kind of, you know, you don't get those experiences back. Um, so I think just coming in and, and just kind of being really real with people, um, and just being like, look, like we could work really hard and something could happen and we just don't get what we wanted. That has nothing to do with what, with what we put into it. Um, so like we might as well just like make the best of each day, um, like have fun, but also, you know, live life, have fun, but also, you know, work really hard and work towards our goal. And I think finding that balance, um, is something that I, I wanted to bring to the team. And then when I got here, it was kind of like, everybody's figuring that out and everybody's kind of, everybody's bringing that in a different perspective on, on that exact idea. So, um, it's been fun. Is gratitude something that you practice intentionally and you alluded to it a little bit there. Um, but is it something that you, that you, that you do practice intentionally? Yeah, we're, we are so lucky. Um, and we, as a team decided that gratitude was one of the values that we wanted to embody. Um, we kind of made a list and, and that was really high on the list. We are so fortunate to be a part of a brand that, you know, cares about us, you know, hasn't, hasn't changed how they feel about us despite during this pandemic, you know, they're still supporting us in every way possible, um, which is just really rare. And we're so lucky. And it's important to remember that despite everything that's going on. Um, so yeah, gratitude's definitely up there for me and for all of us. What, what are some tips for somebody who might be um, interested in getting into a uh, gra- uh, practice related to gratitude? And the reason I ask is it's something I talk about a lot on the podcast and it seems to be a common trend amongst successful people that um, they're not just looking forward all the time, but they're also mindful of where they've come from and what they have or don't have um, in that moment. And I think, I think that no matter what your current status is um, there's always something to be grateful for. And, and it's a way to take control in any situation. So, um, with that as the frame, um, what would, what would be your tips for, um, for how to get started? Yeah. Um, my mom actually (laughs) tells me all the time that in order to get to the next level, you have to be happy with where you are currently. Um, and you know, if I don't have a great race, 
that's the first thing she'll say is like, well, your attitude beforehand, you know, like you weren't happy with, you weren't happy with training. You weren't happy with, you know, what you were doing. You weren't happy with, you know, the weather or whatever it was. She's like, you gotta, you gotta just step up to the line and, and play the card you're dealt essentially. Um, and I think when I really started to believe that and no matter what was going on, just be like, look, this is all a part, you know, the weather circumstances be what they be like, this is this I'm here and I need to be present where I am. And I think, um, you know, we do a lot of breathing exercises here, which I think kind of goes hand in hand with like being present in the moment and, and being gracious. And, and I think that can tie into gratitude, but I think a huge part of it too, is just surrounding yourself with the right people. Like my college coach and my coach now just, they just do a really good job of, of just acknowledging good training and acknowledging good work and, you know, and, and saying, you know what, you're ready for this and just being honest with, with where we are, which is really important too. Um, so, yeah. That's awesome. I love that quote that you shared from your mom. Um, in order to get to the next level, you have to be happy with where you are at currently. Um, I think a lot of people get stuck. Um thinking about what's next or where they're going to go or, um, and, and if that's the focus, you can never sort of, you'll never win short term. Um, a story that I share a lot on this podcast is, uh, for four years, I tried to break three hours in the marathon and I was not happy with not doing it. And I was never, the, the race was always the test. It wasn't the celebration. And I didn't achieve that goal until the race became the celebration and not the test. And mm-hmm. and so I, yeah. I think that like that's the perfect epitome of you need to be happy with where you're at now in order to celebrate that and then move forward. I would have to agree. And that's a that's an amazing milestone too, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I definitely have to agree. So, um, sort of a, a, a parallel to that, um, let's fast forward 10 years. What are you, what are you really proud of accomplishing? Um, 10 years, I will be older than 30. I will surprise myself. Yeah. I will surprise myself if I'm still running. Um, why is that? I, I honestly don't know. I think there's a lot of things that I want to do in life. Um, and I kind of, honestly, if you asked me four years ago that I would be here today running professionally, I would not have thought that I would be doing this. Um, so, I mean, I guess who knows? I I think I just want to be proud of, of where I am. Um, I definitely want to feel like if I'm done with running, if I'm still running, you know, that, my heart's still in it. Um, and also too, definitely, I don't know when exactly I'm going to start working as a nurse. I've been taking my time with it cause I really want to do exactly, I don't want to just pick up any nursing job. I want to do exactly what I want to do. And I want to make sure it aligns well, you know, we're traveling all the time. I want to make sure I, I'm, I'm in something that I can stick with. Um, and I hope to also grow professionally there too. So we'll see. <laughs> So you said something there that was, that was really interesting. Um, if 
if you if I'd asked you this question four years ago, you wouldn't have imagined that you'd be running professionally. Yeah, no chance. Um, so so here we are. It's December of twenty twenty. Um, why are you running professionally? Yeah, um, <laughs> I think I just it was a very slow growth process. It was one of those pipe dreams, like you know. It was like when I was a kid, I wanted to be a pirate when I grew up. And that lasted until I realized that I couldn't actually be a pirate when I when I would grow up. <laughs> that still felt that's what running professionally oh, that felt like. Yeah, that's what it running professionally felt like for most of high school and some of college. And just like slowly the time started getting going down. And, you know, after Boston, I realized that it was possible, like very possible. Um, and that was just so recent. So I think it's still very surreal that I'm even here. And I think, you know, it'll take some, some time to feel more secure that I, in, in my position as a professional runner now, but, um, it all happened so fast that I, I am, I honestly don't have words for this answer, but I'm, I'm very grateful to be here. Um, and looking forward to what's next, I guess. So something that comes up often, um, with Olympians and world record holders and, and amateurs and everyone in between is the idea of um, what is the word I'm looking for? I just had it. Um, imposter syndrome. Do you, has that ever been a factor for you? What do you mean? In what sense? So um, are you familiar with, with the phrase? Um, I'm not actually. <laughs> maybe maybe i shouldn't dive into it then no it's it's sort of um it's sort of when people are feeling like they're like too like maybe they don't deserve what where they're at um you see this with like i said a lot of olympians or um people that are at the top of their field and it's it's usually not it's not accurate. Like you deserve to be there. You absolutely deserve to be there, but it's the like, why me? Why, why am I the one that's super good? Um, and so I guess that's, that's a poor way to explain it, but, um, it seems, it seems to be common. Um, so yeah, (laughs) I mean, we runners are such a humble bunch to be (laughs) honest. Like we know, how much work it takes to run a good time, to put down a good mark. And we know that, you know, whoever's done it, like there's miles behind that. There's, you know, like they put in work to get there. So I think compared to other sports, I think it's definitely makes sense that it's more common with running for me personally. I resonate with that. I think more from um, just kind of a position of being a believer and just just where I sit with faith, it's just almost like nobody really deserves anything. It's kind of given to them, um, but they don't deserve it. If that makes sense. It's just, it kind of ties into that gratitude. You just receive it and you kind of make the best of it. Um, so I think that's where that comes from, um, for sure. But yeah, I think because we are runners and we are a humble bunch, I think that helps us honestly, achieve way more on the track, um, than we think possible, ironically. Um, I think when you, 
when you toe the line with that much humility, you can really surprise yourself. Um, so, yeah. Cool. cool. Yeah, I love that. Um, talk to me about how your faith plays a role uh, in your in your training and day to day. Yeah, it's saved me for through 2020 because you got to you got to believe in something. Um, <laughs> so um, I think, you know, when everything got canceled, we like literally just landed in, in Albuquerque and they told us to go home <laughs> because the meet was canceled for indoor nationals. And instantly I was like, this is God's plan. You know what? Something's going to come of this. Even if it's not, I honestly told myself, even if it's not running, like even if running's not it for me, there's a purpose to everything. Um, there's a reason for everything. And eventually that will be revealed. So I think I just held on closely to that and, you know, just really prayed over every decision I made, especially with signing a contract and, and just doing anything in this kind of rare time. Um I think it's really nice to to have something to believe in and yeah especially when that belief is in yourself right yeah um i honestly i've never really drawn on believing in my this sounds really sad i've never really drawn on believing in myself i've always kind of drawn on my faith to get me through things and my team in college so i was very protective of making sure that wherever i was going next, I wanted to make sure that I really felt like I was on a team so I could still draw on that strength. Um, so, yeah. I think the team aspect is still understated in so many different ways yeah. I think that you've seen what athletes can do when they say, oh, I was doing it for my teammate or I was, um, just there for my friend or, you know, so my training partner or something like that. And I think that, um, our minds limit us when we're doing something on our own. But if you, if you're doing something for somebody else, I think that you can, you can, you're capable of more, but you I think, really are, yeah. I think that like as humans, we're capable of more than we think. So it's so interesting that, um, shifting that focus to somebody else allows you to accomplish more yourself. Yeah. I would have to, I would have to agree. I think having a healthy team environment means a lot. Um, like for the first time last week, I think since I've been here, all five of the Brooks women worked out together. It's just kind of, we all run different events and, you know, there's been some hiccups along the road. So that's it just really rare. And in the first, it, we were doing mile repeats and I did not finish the first rep because I just knew I was like, this is going to be too much. But because I had the team there um, and all five of us were together, I could just like draw on that. I was like, you know what, when is this going to happen? Like, when is this going to happen again? Like I have four training partners and we're all fit and we're all running really well. And I honestly can tell you, there's no way I would have gone through those repeats if it weren't, if it wasn't for the team. And that's the fastest I've ever done mile repeats in my lifetime. Um, so it really is being a part of a team really is something. Um, yeah. So how do you take that and apply it when you are training on your own? Yeah, I think like fear made me fast. Um, cause in college I trained on my own a lot. It was more so like, okay, if I'm going to be with my team again, or if I'm going to be running a relay, um, I want to make sure I can still 
contribute um, in some way, shape or form. I don't want to fall behind. So I think when I'm training on my own, I kind of think like, okay, when I'm back together with my team, I want to make sure like I fit like a kind of like a puzzle. Like we can, we, we're all like one, we're little piece, we're individual pieces in a puzzle that kind of fit together perfectly. And like, if I'm not doing my part from a training standpoint, that doesn't work. Even if we don't toe the line together ever, if we're not in the same event or the same relay group, like at Brooks, like we all rep the same brand. We're a part of the same company. You know, we want to embody that spirit. So even that's really important showing up and, and being positive. Um, and yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I think it's a way to um, hold yourself accountable to more than just yourself. Yeah. I'd Yeah. Um, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you started running? Hmm. Um, I think it kind of ties into what we've been talking about. Just if I step to the, I think I forget it. I know it, but I also forget it sometimes, especially when I'm on the line. It's like, I have to be happy with where I am if I want to get to the next level. Um, I think I had a good grasp of that going in at the start of 2020 and the first couple races I ran. And then, you know, I ran a couple races over the summer and I just run two flats. I was like really close. And, you know, there were huge hiccups in training just from transitioning and everything we were experimenting. But, you know, I just thought, you know, like, I'm not happy with a two flat. I really want to break two. And I think you know, like you said, I wasn't going, I wasn't celebrating myself like on the line. I wasn't like, look, this is where I'm at. You know, let's see what we're made of. Um, let's see if we can, you know, we could run faster. That's great. It was more like I was, I was just pushing, trying to get past this time, trying to get past everything that was going on. And I think that's why I had some wishy-washy races this summer. And that's something that like, I know going into next year, like, you know, I got to get over everything that happened and like be happy with where I am right now, despite everything that's going on and toe the line, you know, ready for, you know, just be happy to be racing. Um, and, you know, kind of hope for the best. Cause I think, I mean, you only PR when, when you're present and honestly, sometimes when you're not expecting to PR is usually when it happens. Um, when you're not paying attention to the clock, a lot can happen too. So, yeah. I love that you only PR when you're present. Um, my my coach would definitely agree. Yeah. Um, a word you've referenced a number of times, and particularly in the last couple of minutes, is happiness. Yeah. Um, what, what does happiness mean to you? Um, happiness to me, I think it's it's definitely transient. It comes and goes. Um, like anything can affect anything can affect your mood. Um, but I think it's, I don't know, it's, there's two layers to it for me. There's what's on the surface, which is kind of what I mentioned, like transient, you know, comes and goes. And then just like at the core, it's like who you are, like, are you a glass half full or are you a glass half empty person? And I think it's very easy to, actually, I don't think it's easy to change. I think it takes time, but I think you know, for me, it comes from, like I mentioned earlier, just kind of like from a position of faith and just, you know, I'm always going to be a glass half full person at heart. <laughs> um, but you know, it's kind of like, 
on a good day who I am in my core and you know what's on the surface when those match up like a lot of magical things can happen um so that's something something that I continually strive for and I think being in a good environment definitely helps with that so yeah and I totally I totally agree I think that's like I think that is the recipe for success um the the presence or mindfulness or or gratitude in the moment is um as we talked about so powerful um what do you what do you do or maybe maybe it's not possible but when you realize that you're not being present is there a way that you pull yourself out of it um honestly i have not the the times that i have been conscious of not being present uh, <laughs> it's like a misnomer i guess yeah i think <laughs> I guess it can't really happen. (laughs) I think all summer I kind of knew that I wasn't present. Yeah. But it took me like, I just never really could pull myself out of it, to be honest. Um, But there were times earlier, actually, yeah, there were times earlier in the year where I felt overwhelmed. I wasn't present. I, you know, was nervous right before Boston, actually, which was where I ran the two flat and huge reason why I'm, why I am where I am now, super lucky. Um, but I cleansed myself of everything. Cause I knew <laughs> I was like, I, I don't think I listened to music that week. Um, I like took down, everybody's going to think I'm crazy. I like took down everything on my, like I, in my room, I took down all the posters and everything, which was like running stuff, like all my numbers and stuff. And just kind of went back to what it looked like when I first got there. Um, and just was super simple for a week. And I think just before I ran, I kind of like added elements back in, like I added like some music back in and, and stuff like that. And I think it kind of, it reminded me of who I was, I think kind of cleansing myself like that. Um, and taking a break from everything, taking a step back and and coming back into it is, it's very refreshing. And that's honestly, it's honestly what I'm doing now. I've kind of, I knew that that worked for me then. So I'm doing the same thing now and, and hoping to go into 2021 with a really great mindset. So, yeah. That's awesome. So you referenced this race in Boston you, you had, um, I think, I think it's being understated. Um, it w- was it not the second, but second fastest 800 in all of indoor history? Yes. It, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> It was pretty what, cool at the time, but you know, it? to, to what we've been saying, you know, when I learned that the number one time was like 0.01 or two off of what I ran I instantly, I was like, I'm not happy with, with where I am right now. I got to get better. And I think, again, I had to remind myself like, okay, like this is really cool. I need to be here. I need to acknowledge this, celebrate it. If I even want to consider you know, yeah. breaking the, breaking the record. Like, unfortunately things kind of blew up after that, but, um, I am proud of myself for, for acknowledging that before potentially towing the line again. So, and that was one of the last races, definitely yeah. one of the last indoor races. That was my last in, eight of college. Yeah. Um, a question. So switching gears a little bit, um, a question I like to, or a topic I like to talk about on the podcast is balance. Um, some people believe that being all in on something is the way to go. And others believe that, um, training in life and 
sports are um, to be looked at as a as like a triangle. And there's life, there's training, and there's family or other stuff as the three points of the triangle. Um, where where do you fall on that spectrum? I actually think it's impossible to be all in. Um, I think it's definitely a triangle or some sort of, there's definitely a shape to it. Um, it's a balancing act. Um, and I think if you try to be all in, if there's something in your life that goes wrong, um, like if there's something that happens in your family or if there's something that happens with work, it affects you more because, you know, you think you're all into something and it's like, it's a distraction from your life. I think it's harder to find that balance when you have that mindset. Um, that's just for me personally, but, um, yeah, I definitely think it's a balancing act. And I think, you know, what you do at work, who you are at home, those translate into other areas of your life, including running and vice versa, like who you are as a runner. Um, like the, the values that you have when you tow the line, I think, you know, those don't just disappear when you're done running. I think you have those same values at home and you have those same values at work too. And I think that's why runners and athletes in general are just such good workers because they're so used to it. So I think, um, it definitely is, definitely is a balancing act for sure. I love it. And I totally agree. Um, last question. What do you wish people knew about you? Hmm. Um, I wish people knew that I, I don't know, I guess I don't really like being referred to as, um, I guess from an identity standpoint, um, just being like, she's the, she's a track athlete or she's a nurse. I don't think I like being identified by one thing. I think we're all like multifaceted individuals and we're capable of a lot. I think it's the same thing coming from like, um, attaching somebody to a number or their PR. Um, I think, Mm -hmm you know, there's so much more than that. Um, so I kind of, I hope that people don't do that to me or to anybody. I hope you kind of acknowledge like the person first. Um, so yeah, I guess that's it. I love that. I think that's my favorite answer of, uh, really deep. <laughs> <laughs> that's the goal. I, I think that, um, there's so much, uh, small talk and there's so much, um, like, Oh yeah. Tell me about the race you ran and the, this and that. And there's yeah. definitely time and a place for that. Um, <laughs> and maybe it's because I'm, I've been living on my own for a month and not, you know, seeing other people, but I like these deep conversations and I like to hear what makes people tick and what makes them unique. And, um, I think, as you said, there's so much more to people than just being a runner or just being a blah, blah, blah. Um, so it's a, it's a privilege to be able to share that with, uh, with people. So thanks for, thanks for taking the time to chat. It really is. No, thank you. These are great questions. I've really enjoyed this a lot. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, and uh, hopefully see you out on a track at some point soon. I live uh, a mile from that beautiful track in BU. So at BU, so maybe, oh, awesome. uh, maybe there at some point. So thanks. Yeah. Awesome. Hopefully, hopefully in the, <laughs> in the near future, there'll be races. Yes. And such. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks so much. Thank you. That's it for today's episode. Like many long runs, it's sad when it has to end. I hope you join in next week on for the long run. And in the meantime, happy trails. If you've enjoyed this episode, it would mean a lot to me if you shared it so that others can find it and enjoy it too.